Hi, I'm Juliana. And I'm Denise. And, And we, we are, are the Queens of Bila. You are listening to Bila's Talk, a seasonal podcast where we discuss the challenging journey to the tech world in Sweden. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Bila's Podcast. And today we are in episode four. Oh my God, such a long journey already, four. <laughs> I'm impressed, to be honest. Hello, Denise, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Oh my God, so much achievement. Today, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, this is the first episode that we're not going to have a beginner here. We're going to have an experienced person. And that person is Daniela Guerrato. Uh, Daniela Guerrato is a product designer from Brazil as well. So she's also from our motherland. And she's right now in Munich in uh, Germany. And uh, I'm going to give the word to Dani. Dani, are you there? Yay! Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Welcome! Thank you. Uh, hey everyone, it's it's an honor to be here. I'm really happy and excited about uh, talking with you today. Um, so, uh, like Janena mentioned, my name is Daniela. I'm a product designer. I work at a software service company called Hotjar. I've been a designer for 12 years now, and I've worked in a lot of different industries and contexts. So, yeah, I'm excited to chat about design today with you today. Great. And thank you very much for joining us. We are so happy to have you here. And uh, one of the reasons we wanted to have you here in this podcast is because you have an amazing story to share. Uh, you've been working as a product designer for so long now. And I think for our community that's mainly focused on uh, developers, It's so nice to see like the other side of the story and understand a little bit of product as well. We had uh, Natalia already. I think Natalia uh, is on episode three. She was uh, she is a UX designer, and now we're going to talk a little bit more about product design, which is a, a, another aspect, which is really cool. So, Dani, first question: How did you end up in Germany right now? Right? How was your journey to from Brazil to? To Germany and how how long did it take for you to to be there? Can you share with us a little bit about your story? Sure, uh, I always wanted to live in another country to get to know other cultures. I'm I love traveling; it's my favorite thing in the world. But living abroad always felt really far away. It was something that felt unachievable. I didn't know anyone who had this experience. Um, so after a while, a while, I kind of gave up and settled for my, my, uh, daily life. But then I actually met someone that, uh, I, I knew from, from a hackathon that, that we did together. And when I, uh, got to, to chat with this person again, so me and my husband, we, we applied for the same position at a company, uh, from the Netherlands. And uh, we were really excited about this possibility of working uh, abroad. And we have been working together for a while. So we had exact same portfolios and uh, skills and whatnot. So we decided to give it a try. And uh, when the time came and we did an interview, we were asked to, to fly over to, to the Netherlands to, to speak with the team. And it was 
one of the first time I was actually <laughs> traveling uh, abroad. So it was really exciting. But in the end, uh, it was a bit of a disappointment. He got the job and I didn't. So suddenly I, I was achieving my dream. I was moving abroad, but it always also came with the, the pointing of not, not getting this dream job, right? So now I, I had to navigate this entire new situation of um, supporting my husband, uh, but having to move without having the security of uh, my own income. And I was always super independent. It, it was hard for me like to, to be in this position where I didn't know what to expect. But uh, after I moved, it didn't uh, take long for me to find a job. I was able to connect with a local community of designers by attending meetups. And on the first meetup that I went, I found out about this startup that was looking for designers. Uh, I had the chat with the, the CEO and I got the job. So it was really nice to be able to start from somewhere uh, smaller where I was able to have a bit more freedom in the way that I design things and have a smaller uh, team was also really helpful. Uh, I worked at uh, this startup for a while, and after a few months, I reapplied for for the same position that uh, I was rejected before, and I was able to get the job. So uh, for me, this was, yeah, it was a really big learning opportunity, and uh, it helped me understand that interviews are not really about assessing your skills or who you are as a designer, but what you are able to communicate and uh, present during a really short period of time. Uh, so it's really important to not take things personally and not see failure as a complete uh, deception, because in the end, you can always try again, you can always improve your skill, and you can always frame uh, your past work in a different way. Lady, you bring so much questions to my mind right now. That's an amazing journey. I mean, first of all, you apply the same position as your husband. I mean, that's incredible. You are in a competition with your husband, so... Well, it's quite different, uh, this kind of situation. And uh, after all, you, you said uh, one thing that uh, most of, uh, I mean, most of the, the people d didn't um, think about it. When we moved from another country, we needed to learn how to communicate in this new country because they have uh, already... Uh, another way to communicate, another way to show things like uh, about your skills and everything. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, the most different way, it's like the CV. I mean, here we put uh, like a photograph in the CV and back in our home country, that uh, kind of thing that we, we can't do it. Yeah, so I wanted to give a step back just to for our audience, our community to understand, Dani, uh, about you. Uh, you said, we already said that you have a lot of experience as a product designer. Uh, 
But can you explain us what does a product designer do and uh, your educational background? What did you have to study uh, to start working as a, as a product designer? And, and if you can highlight a little bit, how was it for you to get your first job when you were back in Brazil? Like, did you do any internship? Uh, how did you start your career as a product designer? Back when I was in college, I was studying uh, literature and linguistics. So uh, nothing to do with design. But I was feeling a bit frustrated with the curriculum because everything was really focused on um, reproducing <laughs> what was already there versus being able to create new things. Um, around this time, I wanted to start a blog so I could speak about my, my own personal journey. Um, But then I, uh, for that, I started to study a little bit of HTML and CSS. So I actually started uh, from the front end route and I fell in love with it. And I noticed that I had a lot more fun creating the, the designs and, and coding the blog than actually writing on it. I didn't publish anything on my newly created blog. Uh, so after that, I started to Uh, seize every opportunity I found to learn more about design. So I read all the books I could find. I went to a lot of uh, conferences and meetups. Eventually, I did some short courses. Uh, I spoke with a lot of different designers. Um, and when I saw, I, I was already <laughs> working with it in some way. I, I remember my, my first website on, on my portfolio my uh, i used to play guitar and my guitar was broken so i needed someone to fix it and i i actually went to this luthier which is the person that uh fixes and creates musical instruments and he needed a website and i was a poor student i didn't have money <laughs> to pay for it so i actually exchanged creating uh, their website Uh, in exchange for them fixing my guitar. And that that was the first site in my portfolio. And I didn't stop after that. Um, in the end, I, I think my, my guitar is still broken, but again, a lot of experience from it. <laughs> and uh, that's so nice that you play the guitar. What else do you like to do? Any fun fact about you? Or what are your hobbies? I mean, I have to say, if you are a designer, I expected that you draw cartoons. Stereotypes, stereotypes. I, I actually don't know how to how to draw, <laughs> um, but it's a common conception. Um, people see designers as artists, but I can only draw draw like sticky figures. Uh, I'm, but I'm trying to learn. Uh, I think drawing is super fun. Uh, I really like reading, so I'm a bit of a geek. I love graphic novels and uh, fantasy books. Um, let's see, I love playing games, all types of games, video games, board games, card games, uh, role-playing games. And, and actually, my, <laughs> my favorite fun fact is that I spent four days living in a pirate ship. It was for a role-playing game, <laughs> so we dressed up. Uh, as pirates, and we sailed uh, in in Germany uh, for four days, and it was super fun. We, we we all had like smoke cannons, and there were two different ships, so we had sea battles. It was 
a blast. Uh, and I also learned a little bit about sailing during this time because we had to help around the deck and do things like set the sails, things like that. So yeah, it was really fun. One of my, my favorite experiences. That's, that sounds really fun. <laughs> and I'm, I'm with you. I, I like to, to play RPG, but just Call of Cthulhu. So that's really, really nice. Thanks for sharing. Uh, it's so interesting to, to see that uh, somehow all of us with this technical background, we share some similarities, right? I, I'm also like really into cartoons and graphic novels. I'm also like, uh, I really love Asian culture in general. So a lot of uh, animes among us. Yeah, but you know me. We're here to talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you said about finding your first job uh, in Europe. Uh, you talked a little bit about how you, f you found your first job in uh, the Netherlands, right? That was the first country that uh, you moved. And then you moved to Sweden. How was it? How was the, the move? Why did you move to Sweden? And I guess you stayed here for around a year, right? Yes. Uh, so in the Netherlands, I stayed for uh, three years and I, live, I really loved living in Amsterdam, uh, having the chance to, to move and uh, getting to know uh, the Netherlands was so amazing that I couldn't get out of my head that I needed to do it again <laughs> and try a different country this time. Uh, we had some friends that, that lived in, in Sweden and they kept talking about how awesome Stockholm was. Uh, so once again, we, we applied to, to companies in, in Sweden. Um, this time, my my husband got, got a job offer, so we transferred, but I was already a lot more confident in, in my ability to, to get a job Uh in moving without having this type of security. I was able to, to get a job there in my first month or so, so it was quite fast. Um, I worked at a video streaming company, so for me it was a really nice experience because I got to design not only for uh, mobiles and desktops, but also for uh, TV screens and video games, etc. So that was quite fun. Uh, and I spent one year living living in Stockholm and working there, and it, it was really nice. I, re I really enjoyed my time. It was completely different from from the Netherlands. We talk a, a bit about communication styles. The Dutch can be super direct, <laughs> while the Swedes are a lot more uh, consensus driven <laughs> in a way. So uh, learning about these styles really helped me uh, be better at my job since as a designer you need to do a lot of presentations you need to be able to uh, organize workshops and things like that so learning about people <laughs> is uh, the best skill you can have as a designer great that's so nice and uh, also Dani can you share a bit about the differences that you feel like uh, in Europe you have lived already in the Netherlands and Sweden now Germany and uh, when it comes to the workplace what are the biggest uh, changes that you see and the challenges uh, of uh, working in the three different countries well right now I'm living in in Germany but I'm working remotely so uh, it's a completely, completely different beast on its own. Uh, 
But the biggest differences I see is that uh, the way that people communicate, the way that they um, define their role expectations can be completely different. So uh, I'll give you an example. I'm Brazilian and in Brazil, we are encouraged to fix Oh, everything that is wrong. It doesn't matter if it's our uh, job role or not. If we see something broken, we try to fix it. So that's how, for instance, uh, even though I was a designer, I dabbled in front end. Sometimes I, I, I was a release code. I, I would try to do as much as possible. And in Europe, it's, it's not really that way. So uh, people are really more contains to, to what is their job description. And this has its pros and cons, right? It has the, the pro that you don't need to worry about learning things that are outside of your scope. But the con is that sometimes uh, you miss out the chance of learning a complete new skill <laughs> because of that, right? So that's one of the, the biggest differences I see between uh, Brazil and Europe. And when it comes to the different European countries, like I mentioned, communication styles, uh, here in, in Germany and in the Netherlands, everyone is super direct uh, and they will be super um, clear when they give feedback they, in a way that in Brazil, we might even consider rude, right? We, we like to do like a feedback sandwich where, where we say something nice, then we have the actual <laughs> critic and then something nice in the end. In Sweden, I feel like people tend to be a bit more um, introverted. So uh, you need to be super proactive in, in asking for tips, in, in what type of improvements you want to look for, what type of areas you want to get feedback. And then everyone will be super helpful to, to share with you, but it needs to come from you. It's not something that they will see something wrong and immediately say, right? You need to uh, ask for it, essentially. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel the same, actually. I think it's a uh... The feedback culture here is completely different. Uh, I've never worked in another European country, but at least from where we come from, people tend to be very much straightforward. Yeah. And uh, so I, I wanted to ask uh, something. There was, when you were uh, going to the Netherlands, right? You didn't have a job. Uh, your husband got a job and you didn't. And then I suppose you said that there were some challenges dealing with this, uh, but then you talked uh, that you were trying to learn the language as well. Uh, but I think when you were looking for actively for a job, what do you think was the biggest challenge? Is there anything that you feel it could have helped? Um, I think searching for a job in Europe is a bit different than it is in, in Brazil, for instance. So here you, you actually need to have things like a cover letter, which was <laughs> something that I haven't uh, written before. It's quite difficult, for at least for me, because we needed to make our research about the, the company and understand a bit about the business. And then we started to write the cover letter. So it's quite different from we used to do there because we just looking in a website and click in a button and just applied. 
and here it's not like this. So it, it takes some time to actually apply for a job here. Yes, uh, I think the the entire process is a lot more formal than it is in Brazil. So in Brazil, things like referrals, for instance, uh, have a, a bigger weight, at least from from my experience, than in Europe. Um, and uh, like you mentioned, uh, you need to do your research. So every time you, you are applying for a company, I think the first thing you need to ask yourself is why? Why do you want to work there? Uh, and be prepared to, to answer that because they, they are looking for people that are uh, interested in the company culture that are aligned with their, their values, their vision, their way of working is not just someone that can do the job, but that will fit in uh, with the, the entire culture. So I think this is a lot more, more value than it is in Brazil. And it's something that uh, you need to research before applying. Yeah, like you, you one of the steps of the most of the interviews process here, it's like you have an interview with the CEO of the company. Wow, that's so big. I can't imagine it, this happening in Brazil. It's not a, it's not a, a thing that <laughs> you happen there soon. Yeah, I think the the process, at least for a designer, tends to be quite long. So there's usually a phone interview with the HR to have an initial chat. After that, you uh, are likely to have to present uh, some cases from your portfolio in front of the design team. They would ask you some questions about your career. After that, there's usually like a behavioral interview where they will try to find out those cultural aspects uh, that I was mentioning. You might have also to, to have like a, a, an assignment. So as a designer, sometimes companies will request to you to solve a, a design a project and that can take from one week to two weeks. So it's quite a long process. Um, like looking for a job is a job on its own. Uh, it, it can take a lot of effort um, and you need to, to be prepared. But as a designer, the most important thing is to have a portfolio. It doesn't have to have a lot of different cases, but they need to be in depth. So usually you'd have like two or three cases that uh, show your skills, that tell the story of the projects you work on, that show your process, your research methods, etc. cetera. Uh, and it's good practice to also have these uh, in a presentation format so that uh, whenever you go to an interview, you are already prepared. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I agree with you. Looking for a job here, it's a job itself. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, talking about prepping for interview, did you have any anybody to help you with this? Did you have any support uh, or did you have any mentors uh, during this journey? Well, I think... As designers, it's always good practice to have uh, 
one or two designers you can count on to give you feedback on your portfolio and things like that. For the interview stage, it's also good to uh, do a bit of role play and uh, practice the interview format itself. So uh, I'm lucky that my husband is also a designer. So we always uh, pair up to do this kind of practice. Uh, I think it's it's super helpful. You can find online lists of common uh, questions that are usually asked on this type of process. So for me, what I like to do is to write down some of the answers for things like what is design in your opinion? What is your design process? Things like that. So that when the interview comes, you uh, don't have to worry about blanking out <laughs> because you already prepared uh, some of these answers. Great. Uh, and did you have any woman role model in your life? Somebody that uh, you've been look, uh, looking up to? Okay, role models in general, but specifically women. Did you have anybody? Sure. Uh, so, for instance, when I when I was working at Booking.com, we had a principal designer that was a woman, and she was a really great <laughs> mentor, I think, to to everyone on on the company. So rare, unfortunately, to see women in leadership positions in design. But luckily, we see that that this is changing. Apart from, from her, I also look up to a lot of female authors. So, for instance, uh, Erica Hall is a designer and researcher. She has really great books. There's uh, one called Just Enough Research, for instance, that I recommend to anyone interested in the topic. So, yeah, there's a lot of great women designers. and um, Really nice. Yes. And... Uh... Are you still learning in your field? What are you particularly interested in now? Sure. Uh, I think as a, as a designer, like I was saying, the, the best thing you can learn is about people. So right now I'm doing an anthropology course so that I can expand a bit my, my knowledge in, in research and connected areas. I'm also really interested in psychology. There's uh, this field of uh, behavioral design where you can uh, learn a lot of different techniques where you can, by learning about how how are the, the user's mental models and processes, you can design things that are easier to use, easier to, uh, to learn in general. So I think design has a lot to learn from from a lot of different areas i'm also trying to to get a bit better at statistics we do a lot of experimentation and maybe testing and, and being able to uh have those tools are uh, is a great way of ensuring that uh the designs that you're releasing are actually having the the fact that you intended so i really recommend Uh, to designers that are already a bit more experienced to learn things from other areas. Dani, thank you very much. I think this is amazing. I have one last question for you. I don't know if Denise has more on her backlog, but my last question uh, is what was your biggest learning in all this journey? And if you have any advice to give to uh, ladies of our community that are starting with product design, uh, anything that you can share with them Uh, some inspiration, some motivation? 
I think my biggest advice is that you don't need to learn anything. <laughs> you don't need to learn everything. And I know it seems contradictory <laughs> to what I was saying about learning things from different areas. I think that's really important. But sometimes it can get overwhelming when you're trying to learn all the things at the same time. There's a lot of different designers. There are designers that are great uh, with uh, visuals and interactions. There are, are designers who are great at design thinking and moderating workshops. There are designers that are great at research. So uh, finding what type of designer you want to be really helps staring down uh, the things you want to learn. Um, and the way that I recommend doing this is by thinking about what is your dream job. So where where you want to be working at, it doesn't matter if like it's a big tech company, if it's a startup, it's founding your own company or being a freelancer. Think about where you want to be and try to backtrack from there what are the skills that you need to learn to get there? So if it, it's a, a position that already exists in a certain company, you can look at their website, see the job listings and say, which ones of these skills do I already have? Which ones I, I don't? And try to find uh, mentors that can help you get there and know, like, know how to separate the signal from noise. Because there are so many things online, so many books to read, so many things to do that it can be hard knowing uh, which will actually get you there. So talking with other designers is, is a great way to do it. Uh, there's a, a, a lot of different uh, sites you can go to and find, find a mentor. There are a lot of online communities where you can chat with other designers and yeah, find, find your passion. And once you know what it is. Once you start gaining some knowledge, share it with the world because uh, writing a blog, um, sharing on a podcast like this is also a great way of connecting with other designers and uh, getting better at design in general. Yay! I have a, a, a quick question. I actually it's more than one, but it's like a quick answer. Uh, share with us a music, a uh, a uh, song to inspire you. Oh, wow. That's hard. Um, Just one. I don't know. A song to inspire. That... Yeah, something that you are re uh, really listening a lot to these days. I love video games. So I tend to really like video game music as well. I really recommend the soundtrack from um, Undertale. I think it, <laughs> it it has like this nostalgic vibes with like eight beat songs. If you find like like a low-fi version of it, it really helps me uh, relax and focus when I'm working. So this is what I'm usually listening to. Nice. And the last book that you read or something that we are reading right now? I'm reading right now a book called Ruined by Design by Mike Monteiro. Uh, this book helps discuss some problematic aspects of design, like ethics. Um, and I think it's it's something like that every every designer should should take a look because we are responsible for for the things we we uh, bring to the world, right? So reflecting on this kind of responsibility uh, it's really important for everyone that is working in tech right and uh, the last question is 
one dot to follow on Instagram and get inspired? I really like UX design.cc is a community of uh, designers that create uh, content, usually like articles on, on Medium. And it's really collaborative, so anyone can submit articles and they have a lot of good content on all things design. So yeah, I really recommend checking it out. Great. That's so amazing to have you here. You, you bring it to us a lot of ideas, a lot of content to... Uh, filled our brains with a lot of good stuff and uh, thank you so much to be here with us today yeah thanks for having me thank you Dani it was lovely to have you here uh, I wish you a very very nice week ahead and I wish you the best of luck in Germany and you know that we are here in Sweden uh, whenever you're here please pay us a visit we're gonna love to see you And I wish you the best of luck. Thanks for joining. For sure. Like, I, I can't wait to be able to travel again, to go back and have a cinnamon roll together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, let's have some, some pika. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. That's it for today. Bye-bye. See you in next episode. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye.